0: Welcome to the Get Your Go podcast. This is not a happy Friday. It is not. The Lakers lost yesterday. I have so much to say about this. Didn't want to do this today, but I figured I just have to unleash on them so I can just go into my weekend with all this behind me. And I can be at peace with myself in the atrocities that I saw last night. Other than that, I will be talking about the other NBA playoff games. A preview of the second round that starts tomorrow with the Bucks in the Nets. Big game tonight for the Clippers in the Mavericks. And I'll also be talking about some NHL playoffs as well, so before I get to the Lakers and specifically LeBron, I'm going to talk about the Portland Trailblazers and their loss yesterday. I picked them to win. I was very skeptical skeptical. I thought they would lose, and sure enough, they did lose. It looked like they had them in the first half. Uh, when they were containing Jokic, but Jokic went off in the second half, finished with 36 points, and he needed that because he didn't do well in the first half, but Michael Porter Jr. had a great first half with 26 points, uh, really balanced team, whereas Damian Lillard struggled from this game, and I thought he would struggle, because he just had a record-breaking game. Didn't think he would follow it up with anything quite as special as that. And sure enough, he didn't. Was 3 for 11 from three-point land. That's not clutch in a game six. We talked about how clutch Damian Lillard did. Oh, he's one of the clutchest players. Look at what he does. But game five is not a clutch game because of a series is only 2-2. Two to two. Game 6 is a clutch game because you're down 3-2. to two. You need to win this game. That's what makes you clutch. How can we say Damian Lillard is clutch? Was he clutch in the conference finals against the Warriors a few years ago? No, he wasn't. So let's pump the brakes on the Damian Lillard clutch talk for a second because he's not that clutch. He's not. Uh... Yes, he hits buzzer beater threes, but a lot of people can do that. Uh, Yes, maybe he does it more than others, but does that make him clutch? Because when the matters the most, the game sixes, that's when you have to show up. And this is only the first round of a playoff series. So the first round of a playoff series, the clutch factor, you can't even reach a 10, at least to me, for a clutch factor. The clutch factor for a 10 is for NBA Finals and Game 7s of conference finals only. So in the first round, clutch performances, you know, you only get a 4. So if you want to say his Game 5 performance was very clutch, I'll give it a 4. Because yesterday, his clutch performance was a 0. shooting below 50% from the field, uh, I think he shot 40%, if I'm not mistaken and then 3 for 11 from 3, which wasn't good either. But C.J. McCollum, his partner in crime, uh, really did look like two bad criminals last night, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum, 2 for 8 from 3, 9 for 21 from the 3-point land, kind of the same percentage, 40%. That's not efficient at all, at all. Step up your game. But you have to say this because your bench is thin as, thin as well. Uh, they really only play six people. Covington, Powell, Yurkic, Nurkic, Lillard, McCollum, and Carmelo comes off the bench as a six man. But they don't get a lot of minutes from any other players, so I get that they're tired. But yesterday in Portland was not clutch. Jokic is sending you packing in the first round. Then it's also... Not clutch as well because Denver Nuggets are missing their second best player in Jamal Murray for the whole series, and they could do nothing. Jokic cemented his MVP status, and this series was terrific. Michael Porter looked good. Aaron Gordon has been as advertised for the Denver Nuggets since the trade from the Orlando Magic. Austin Rivers playing the most minutes for the Denver Nuggets. Who would have thought that? Uh, and he has provided some valuable minutes for the Denver Nuggets. So the Nuggets move on, get to play the Suns. I'll talk about that preview in a few minutes. But for the Portland Trailblazers, it's yet another first-round exit. Damian Lillard says it's back to the drawing board. Uh... Didn't win a championship, a waiver constructed. They'll never win a championship. If I was Damian Lillard, I'd get out of there. You ain't winning with C.J. McCullum. He ain't a Robin. Uh, he, I don't know what he is. He's not even Alfred. Uh, <sighs> Damian Lillard, you want to win a championship before you go and be one of the best point guards, you've got to leave Portland because ain't nobody coming to play in Portland with him, no matter what. Nobody's going there. Uh, So really, where do they go from there? Uh, C.J. McCollum seems like he's always up in trade talks. He has to improve his game. They've got a young core, but who knows what happens with this team. If I was Damian Lillard, I'd request a trade. If I was the Lakers, I'd try to get him because you need a point guard. The Lakers need a point guard. LeBron has been the default point guard. But after what I'm about to get into in a second, that is not the case. Uh, But really, Portland is kind of just stuck in this realm of first-round exit where there'll never be a top-four seed. They won't win their division since they have the Nuggets and there. They have the Jazz and there. So they're not good enough to win their division. Not good enough to get a top four seed. So they'll always, always be a first round exit for Portland in their future the way they're currently constructed. They need a lot to get fixed for that not to be the case. Now moving on to the lakers another loss i was shocked on more shocked on this one yesterday was the lakers losing to the phoenix suns yesterday in my gosh did the lakers look terrible their terribleness the first quarter was 100% 100% terrible Nothing right. Second through fourth quarters, uh, 50%. That for first quarter did them in when they were trailing by 22. Then were trailing by 29 in the second quarter. was not good. If the Lakers played like they did the second, third, and fourth quarter in the first quarter, they would have won this game because they outscored the Suns. In both the second quarter, in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, they did tie in points. So yeah, the first quarter really did cost them this game. Why? Uh, they weren't as aggressive on offense or defense like they were in the remaining three quarters. The first quarter, they let Devin Booker one-on-one, too much space where he torched him, went 6-for-6 from 3 in the first quarter alone. Had more points than the Lakers the entire first quarter alone. They let Jay Crowder hit three three three-pointers in the first quarter alone. They let DeAndre Ayton in the paint dominate him in the beginning. Anthony Davis... Re-injures his uh, groin or leg or whatever it was. Five minutes into the game. LeBron James is turning the ball over. Is disengaged. Everybody's disengaged. Everybody is missing shots from the Los Angeles Lakers in that first quarter. It was a terrible, pathetic performance. LeBron overall was too passive. Not aggressive at all getting to the bucket, and now the question is for the Lakers, for actually for LeBron, will he ever be himself again? When he was injured in 2019, uh, you know, everything coming back was washed king. Looking forward to season 17, whatever it was, uh, Wash King, Wash King. And last year he played brilliant, should have been won the MVP, one finals MVP, won the trophy because he came back. But the reason why he looked so good is because when he got injured, before his injury, he was balling with the Lakers squad. They were fourth in the competitive West with AD still there. They were a really good team with LeBron. They were in a groove. Then he gets injured. Then it's all lost. It's downhill. He doesn't really return after that. So he comes back. LeBron's back. But now, this year's when you could make a valid argument, is LeBron washed? Why? Yes, he had his ankle injury, but really, how much did that hobble him when he was missed over a month, uh, Who knows, but I think this you could make an argument that the Wash King is now coming up after this. He was not aggressive in playoff series. 23 points. It's respectable, but for a man of LeBron James' nature, uh, you have got to be better. I said he has to drop 30, 10, and 10. Well, yesterday he was close. He dropped 29 points. Nine rebounds, seven assists. Some of those assists he could have got more if uh, his teammates would have made shots. But they were terrible from three-point land. Twenty-eight percent. LeBron did not contribute to uh, any greatness from that category. Uh, He was part of a problem. He was three for ten from three, 30%. That's not good. Dennis Schroeder's not a three-point shooter. He was two for six, but he pulled up on some crazy threes that he had no business doing. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, three for six. He had a couple threes that sparked life. Markeith Morris, 0 for three. Brick City, Markeith Morris looked terrible out there. Two points, jacking up threes uh, like he's Steph Curry. That's not your game. You were not dropping them at all. Wesley Matthews provided a spark. Taylor Horton Tucker. Kyle Kuzma did nothing. One for six. Two points. Looks like the Lakers traded one of the wrong players for Anthony Davis. They had to trade three players. And they had four players. They kept Kuzma and decided to trade Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and Brandon Egram. And it looks like They kept the worst player out of that four. It really does. I'd rather have Brandon Egram right now, a tandem, the big frontcourt tandem of LeBron, AD, and BI Brandon Egram. I'd rather have Lonzo Ball as a point guard because he at least passes the ball and gets assists, where Kuzma always has goose eggs, zero assists every game because he's not a facilitator, he's not a passer. He's not a scorer either. I don't know what he does that contributes to anything of any value on this team. Cause he does not. He does not. If I were the if I were the Lakers GM, if I was Rob Polinka, the general manager, and I had a cold, I would trade Kyle Kuzma for a box of Kleenex. In some Advil. If it's raining outside, I would trade Kyle Kuzma for an umbrella and a poncho. If I needed batteries to charge my controllers for my Xbox, i trade him for a 24-pack of Duracell cell batteries. Uh, I just don't have words to say, describe how invaluable Kyle Kuzma is to this team, he's the one they took a bet on to form a big three with LeBron and AD, and he washed those hopes away, far away, now that he's aging, he should be entering his prime now, he is gone, I don't want to see Kyle Kuzma back on this team next year for the Los Angeles Lakers, I'd take two Caruso's Over Kyle Kuzma. I take two Ben McLemores over Kyle Kuzma. I take a lot over Kyle Kuzma. I trade Kyle Kuzma for a gallon of water. Kyle Kuzma is not a star in this league. Not even a valuable role player. Not even. A six-man. Quite terrible. You know what else is terrible? The use of Montrezl Harrell and Frank Vogel not knowing how to use Montrezl Harrell. Six-man of the year, Montrezl Harrell, and you don't know how to use him. Reigning six-man of the year, and he's wasting on a bitch for eight minutes. Don't re-sign him. If you don't know how to use him, because he's a dog for a second team. I watched him play with the Clippers, and he was very frustrating for opposing teams. But you do not know how to use him. Dennis Schroeder, another six-man starting, is not a bona fide superstar point guard in this league. There's a lot the Lakers need to address. Anthony Davis... A feather touches this man. And he can no longer shoot a basketball. He takes a walk. His knee hurts. He wakes up. His back hurts. This man is injury-proned. Slips on a rug in his house, and he's out for a year. He's not reliable. He's not productive. When healthy... That's a big question mark. When healthy, he's a top five player in this league, no doubt about it. I love watching Anthony Davis when he's healthy, but more often than not, he is a cheerleader. That's what he is. He should be paid like a cheerleader. Not like a superstar, because he's not in enough games. To get that much money, LeBron James, this was your night. This was your series. I love watching LeBron play. I don't know how much more I will watch LeBron play since this is in the twilight of his career. And if the rest of his years, you know, year 19, year 20, look like they did against this playoff series, then I will choose not to watch LeBron James uh, because this is not the LeBron James I'm used to saying. With the intense speed, the burst to his step, yes, he's 36 years old, but it gets to a point where you can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore. It's like the Michael Jordan fans. Everybody wants to forget his time with the Washington Wizards even though he was on the Wizards for a couple of years, he, that's still part of his career. Yes, this would still be part of LeBron's James' career, but if he plays any more like he did this playoff series where he's disengaged, uh, where he's just passive, passing the ball, not attacking the rim, then I don't want to watch it. Then this is no LeBron for me. This is no part for me. And with that being said, I don't know. If LeBron will ever win another championship, I thought they could do it this year. If AD was healthy, that they could do it with the way the Clippers look, uh, you know, with the Nuggets losing Jamal Murray. Uh, and a lot of question marks out there with the Clippers not performing well. And you blew it. The anticipated conference finals of the Lakers and Clippers we never got to see. Didn't see it last year because of the Nuggets. This year won't see it because the Lakers lost them the first round. And more likely than not, the Mavericks are going to beat the Clippers as well. So I don't think the Lakers will win another championship with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They need a third star. And really, a healthy third star. One that plays every game, such as a Damian Lillard or a Jimmy Butler. I would take one of them over Anthony Davis, because Anthony Davis is not reliable, he'll give you 20 games out of 82, he will not give you 82 out of 82, 40 out of 82, 60 out of 82, that is not what Anthony Davis gives you, and it's frustrating, because I wish he would, I wish he was healthy all the time, I do, but that's not the case. But I'll give credit to the Lakers because Devin Booker, who's not a superstar, not a superstar yet, looked like he wanted to be last night. No, Kobe was in the building there with me. No one cares what you thought, Devin Booker. Even though you had a great performance 47 points, carried this team, carried the wounded duck, Chris Paul. Cliff Paul on your back, is he's another former shell of himself, couldn't make a three, they were daring him to shoot threes because of that shoulder injury that he has, but there was a point in that game where he did have some crucial assists on the play, but the Lakers could be in a world of hurt, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, season. And I'll talk more about the Lakers when I preview their next series. Now, I will be picking tonight's game. Game 6, Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. Not one home team has won so far this series. Can the Dallas Mavericks do it tonight? Yes, the Dallas Mavericks will do it tonight. Why is that? Luka Doncic has dominated this series. He's played so well this whole playoff so far in these five games. Uh, He's been terrific, even with his taped-up shoulder. Uh, He has been really good. He's been attacking the rim. Uh, he's been getting there. He's looked more like LeBron than LeBron's looked like LeBron. Uh, this whole team has looked good, and really, it's kind of Doncic in whatever second fiddle star will step up for me. Will it be Finney Smith? Will it be Tim Hardaway? Will it be Porzingis? It doesn't matter. I'll do the bulk and carry my load. I just need one of you other jokers uh, to score some points when I pass you. The ball. And that's why I have the Mavericks winning. Because they have a dog in Luka. A real, real dog in Luka. And they don't got any on the Clippers. Paul George is not that guy. Kawhi Leonard is not that guy. Rajon Rondo is no longer that guy. Even though he likes to act like it. That's why the Dallas Mavericks will win this game. And just like I said with the Los Angeles Lakers, long offseason ahead they have. What went wrong for them? What do we have to fix? It looks even worse for the Clippers because at least the Lakers won a championship last year with how they constructed. The Clippers didn't even make a conference finals, have never been to the conference finals, signed Kawhi Leonard, Mortgage the future for Paul George when they traded draft picks up to 2026 for him in swaps. If those players leave, which they can't eligible for free agency this year, if they leave and you get two years of nothing to show for, and then you've got no draft picks to rebuild anything in the future... The Clippers look like the worst team in the organization. I don't even know why they're building a new stadium or a new arena for them in Inglewood. Uh, I mean, they're fine in the basement of Staples Center, but it's going to be a hollow, empty arena. If those guys leave and they don't deliver on anything that was promised. That is going to be one empty stadium for the Clippers. The only time people will show up is when the Lakers play there. And Dallas is going to send them packing tonight. And he's going to be smiling while he does it. Now to preview and pick the second round playoff series. That start tomorrow. The first being the Milwaukee Bucks. Going up against the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know who to pick here. This to me is so close. Uh, I want to pick the Bucks. If the Lakers would have won. I definitely would have picked the Bucks. But I just don't know if Giannis and Chris Middleton can do it for two of them when they have to go up against the big three of Kyrie, KD, and James Harden and Joe Harris. You have that rivalry of Giannis and James Harden going at it where, you know, James Harden said that it takes, you know, that... Being seven foot like Giannis is and just running and dunking takes no skill. Took a shot at Giannis. Giannis didn't pick James Harden on the All-Star game because he doesn't pass the ball. And then when he named the big three for the Brooklyn Nets, he omitted James Harden and said Jeff Green instead of him. So I think this is going to be a very entertaining series. It's going to be back and forth. I want to pick the Bucs, and maybe I, I'm going to pick the Bucks because with how wonky this playoffs has been so far, Dallas looking like the best team, eliminating them, uh, the Clippers, the Lakers out, at least in the West, it's not how it should be, so Brooklyn, now the favorites, take Brooklyn off the board to Milwaukee, Giannis, take out KD, uh, which will be a great Head-to-head matchup. And to see how KD ends up guarding Giannis. To see Giannis guarding KD. That is an elite level matchup. That I think we'll see. Six or seven games. And I like the Bucks in this series. You know, There is trepidation on my behalf. Vinvi the Hawks. Versus 76ers. This is tough to pick. I'm going to say this. If Joel Embiid is fully healthy for four games and not looking like AD coming in for five minutes and re-injuring himself, if he's fully healthy for at least four games, the Sixers win this playoff series. If Joel Embiid is not healthy for four games, the Atlanta Hawks win this series. That's how valuable... Joel Embiid is because he draws double teams and when he is not double teamed he makes you pay he does he's a walking double double averaging 28 and 10 he's that good Ben Simmons is athletic he defends well Uh, they have an excellent pairing there Tobias Harris heats up Seth Curry as well Danny Green they have the makings Of a championship team. When it's all healthy. The Atlanta Hawks. Do not. But they can skate by. If Joel Embiid is not there. And Trey Young. Puts up some monster. Monster. Performances. Now another playoff series. Is the Nuggets. And the Suns. After last night's game, the Suns and the Lakers, you know, live here in Arizona. I'm a LeBron fan. I don't mind the Suns. I was happy to see them do well until last night where it just irked me. Something irked me at the end of that game. Jay Crowder coming off the bench receiving his second technical. Been dancing off like he was something. Devin Booker talking smack to the Lakers after eliminating them. Yes, he's had a good game, but Devin Booker, please stop. This is your first playoff series. This is your first playoff series win. You have done nothing yet to be talking to the likes of LeBron and AD. You have done nothing. Chris Paul. Failed Academy Award winner. I will be now referring to him as Cliff Paul. With that shoulder injury. Another man. Who has not made it. To a conference finals in his life. More playoff losses. Than wins in his life. Me and Chris Paul have the same amount of championship rings on our fingers. Chris Paul might be dubbed the point guard by many because of his assists, but to me, he is not in my top five greatest point guards of all time. I have LeBron up there. Because when he's done, he the way he plays with assists, uh, the way he sees the ball, he's still the best passer in basketball. Ahead of Chris Paul, Steph Curry is ahead of Chris Paul. Magic Johnson is ahead of him. I'd have Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's won an MVP. Chris Paul is not. I have as many MVPs as Chris Paul. Damian Lillards at least made it to a conference finals. John Stockton made it to a couple finals. Derek Fisher. Kyrie Irving. So Chris Paul, you have a lot to prove in this series against the Nuggets. And I am going to be the Nuggets biggest fan. I am rooting for the Nuggets every game. I want to buy a Nikola Nikola Jocic jersey. I'm all for the Joker now. I want the Nuggets to sweep the Suns. I would love it. That would make me so happy. Because I am not rooting for the Suns anymore. You might call me a sad, sorry LeBron fan. Take whatever that might be. But the disrespect shown last night by Jake Crowder, Devin Booker, was enough for me. And if I was LeBron, I wouldn't have shook hands either with the Phoenix Suns. I would have left too. I got nothing to say for them. After what disrespect they showed to me. On my court... LeBron can handle me. Maybe that'll motivate him to do well coming in to year 19. Who knows? But what I do know is that the Suns will not make it past the Nuggets. Go Nuggets. Go Nikola Jokic. Go Aaron Gordon. Jochich was the MVP for a reason. He's going to be an MVP on this series. I am picking the Nuggets to win this series. They're going to do it. The Suns are going to be in a world of hurt with Cliff Paul not being Chris Paul. Nuggets are a resilient team, much more so than the Suns. The Nuggets have been there before. The Nuggets have been a great, consistent team. They're beating the Suns. That is final. And it's funny now, because after the Suns win against the Lakers, all the odds makers, all the books, are just jumping on the Suns bandwagon so fast. The disrespect shown to the Nuggets, who at least made it to the conference finals last year. You know, still have a very solid team. It's just sad. But the Nuggets will beat the Suns in this playoff series. Now, moving to the NHL. Yesterday, I made two picks. I was right on both of them. I was right with the Bruins beating the Islanders. Brad Marchand, with a crazy game winner in overtime, did not expect it was a great game. Uh, Matthew Barzal tied it up late. Of uh, the extra effort that he gives, uh, just padding away at the pad of Tuca Rask, forcing the puck in the net was brilliant. That place was electric yesterday, Nassau Coliseum. But Brad Marchand, with the brilliant overtime goal, took control of this series. One game three, Tuca Rask played great. Simeon Varlamov played great as well. He kept them in a the game with 39 saves. Uh, he should have saved that last shot, but he's looked really good, and the offense has just stalled, while Tuka Rask has looked really good for them. Then I was right about the Hurricanes beating the Lightning. Deflection by Jordan Stahl. Originally, the goal was credited to Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo with a great goal to give him a 2-0 lead. Tampa Bay stormed back on the power play. But Jordan Stahl and the great deflection to get that Game 3 win. Just what they needed to get back into the series. Still like the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the series. But this was a much better game played uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes in terms of dictating Uh, the pace of this game. Then you have the Canadians and the Jets tonight. Mark Scheifele officially suspended for four games for his hit on Jake Evans. He calls the four-game suspension excessive. Uh, He was shocked by it. Uh, because of that hit, him and his family have been getting uh, have been harassed, uh, getting rude messages sent to them uh, because of a hit that Shifley made on Jake Evans, and it was just a hard hockey play because Shifley's going 100 miles per hour. Uh, but I do see the charge now in slow motion, but four games. I think two games, and I just think after what happened to Tom Wilson and Artemi Panarin, where there was no call, 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 call there was no call on that play and no suspension for Tom Wilson, that uh, now the league, I think, is going to crack down a little bit more on hits because uh, they messed up on that one so badly that. They just needed to correct it. And now they're going to look at everything with a more microscopic view to avoid those situations again. I do think the four-game suspension is excessive. Mark Shifley is not known to being a dirty player, a dirty dirty hitter, or anything like that. Uh, He's a great hockey player for the Winnipeg Jets, and his absence will be missed. Uh, for the next four games in this series. But even without Shifley, I think they can get it done I'm picking the Jets to win tonight and even up this series. I think Hellebuck will bounce back after a tough start to the game a few days ago. Then you have the Colorado Avalanche going up against the Vegas Golden Knights. In game three and really is a must win for Vegas down two oh. They're back at home in Vegas. They need to have a vintage performance. Marc Andre Fleury was brilliant last game. And he I think he'll repeat that tonight. But Vegas has to be better. They have to step up uh, on offense. They have to get quality scoring chances. Yes, they've been out shooting their opponents, but they need quality scoring chances. Uh, They need to make better plays to where those shots convert and actually get in to the back of the net. Uh, I'm very skeptical because I don't know if Vegas can do it. I don't think they have the right coach, Peter DeBoer, He's not a champion, never was with the Sharks, inherited a great team in Vegas, and just lays back on the bench, but I think this team, the players on Vegas, will get the win tonight and at least appear to be still in this series. Now, moving on to baseball. Yesterday, Fernando Tatis was back. Cranked another homer, his 17th of the year. He's been brilliant so far for the Padres. He is the engine that makes them run. And he is just so much fun to watch. Uh, With him, I definitely think that they can win... It all this year when he is at his best. Blake Snell is back tonight for the Padres. The Red Sox and Yankees rivalry is renewed again tonight in the Bronx. Michael King getting the start tonight for the Yankees. But really, to me, their lineup has not been good. Giancarlo Stanton was killing it before his injury. Now back from his injury, he has not looked like the player he was before when he was on a tear for this team. So this team has to get better. But to me, the marquee matchup tonight is the Braves and the Dodgers uh, because you just have two young teams going at it. You have Cody Bellinger back. You have Ronald Acuna on the other side who has 17 home runs this year and who's been brilliant. Austin Riley's been really good. Uh, Pitching for both these teams has been good as well. Atlanta's record doesn't really reflect that, so as to say the Dodgers. But this should be a tremendous game for both of these teams. So that's it, folks. Hope everybody has a great weekend. And I'll talk to you again Never I feel like it, now that I have the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron Mess off my chest. And go Nuggets! Go Nuggets! I will be now watching the French Open for my time. And Serena Williams will capture her 24th title, tying Margaret Court for the most of all time. And the GOAT, being Serena Williams, with an easier draw, with no Naomi Osaka, other people withdrawing, the leaders have slimmed out. And really, she is reaching closer to number 24. And I think it's going to happen. And I'm rooting for the GOAT to move further up the GOAT train. That is Serena Williams. Go Serena. I'm rooting for you. I'm watching you a French Open. Everybody else. Have a great weekend. Talk to you guys soon. Bye everybody.